Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Pack, the official sports podcast of the Nevada Sagebrush. I am your host, as usual, Derek Raritan, and with me, as usual, Dominic Gutierrez. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just been a better week so far, so I think we're kind of in th- through through the mid-year rough times. Mm-hmm. Looking, yeah, so just got to prepare for the future. Anyways, on this episode... We are not talking about football this time, not just because they had a bye week, but because we're kind of a little tired of it. I ain't going to lie to you. It's always the same. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but we will be talking about Nevada basketball. Both men's and women's have dropped their schedules, so we're going to look at them and review it a little bit, just for a little bit of it, you know, give a little predictions, maybe some hope for the winter season. Mm-hmm. But first, we have a week in review. Dami, want to start off? Yeah, so the women's volleyball had two games in the last week. The first was on the road against Utah State, losing in straight sets 0-3 on October 5th. The second was also on the road against Boise State on October 7th, losing once again in straight sets. The program looks to rebound this week with home games against UNLV on October 12th and San Diego State on October 14th. As well as women's soccer had their had two games in the past week going 1-1, one Overall, their first matchup was on the road on October 5th, where the team lost to Colorado College, not to be refu- not to be confused with Colorado University, 1-2. The second was on October 8th, where the Pack took down the Air Force Falcons in Colorado, 1-0. The women have two games in the next week, taking on New Mexico University on October 12th and San Diego State University on October 15th, both of them at home in Mackey Stadium. And lastly... And women's golf competed in the New Mexico State Golf Iconic Classic from October 9th through 11th. And the storyline came from fifth-year senior Leah John, who won her second title in the past two weeks. She produced a first-round score of 65 to tie the single-round program record before shooting a 70 and 68 in the last two rounds. Her 203 score in 54 holes was the second-best mark in school history, only behind Victoria Gailey's and her 201 score from last year. A very... We need to get her on this podcast. We really do. Mm -hmm. Leah John is just kicking ass, to say the least. Hopefully we'll get her on here soon. Yeah. It'd be a good be a nice little interview. Like mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. It'd be a nice little interview. Anyway, so, yeah, believe it or not, we're not talking about football for once. It's nice. It's going to be a little bit of a refresher. But we will be talking about Nevada basketball, As besides the fact that their season is starting in, like, three weeks, I want to say. Mm-hmm. At least in exhibitions before the season starts. They released their schedules a couple weeks ago, and I kind of want to dive into them a little bit. So, would you mind going over the non-conference schedule and conference schedule for men's basketball? So, for men's, they are going to start on November 1st. It's going to be an exhibition game against Cal St. Stanleyus. And then from there, they, the rest of the non-conference schedule will be versus Sacramento State at Washington versus Pacific versus Portland versus Montana versus LMU versus UC Davis versus Drake versus Weber State at Hawaii versus uh, and then they'll play a few in the Diamond Head Classic Um, it'll be against Temple TCU Portland Georgia Tech UMass and and or Hawaii and then they would end it on December 30th against Fresno 
Pacific. And then their Mountain West conference schedule begins on January 6th, which is a road game at Fresno State, followed by two home games versus Air Force and Boise State. And then they go back on the road for San Diego State and Wyoming. They come back and play Colorado State at home. They are at New Mexico, back home against San Jose State, on the road again for Utah State. And then they play back-to-back home games in February with San Diego State and New Mexico. They go down to Vegas to play UNLV. And then they will, on February 20th, they come back home against Wyoming. They will play at San Diego State, at Colorado State, back home for Fresno State, back on the road for Boise State, before ending the Mountain West schedule on March 9th against UNLV. And just to clarify, the game before Colorado State is San Jose State, not San not San Diego State. Thank you. Now yes. I just wanted to Because I just realized I said that too many times. That's fine. You're good. So, a jam-packed schedule, two tournaments that they have to go through. How do you feel about the schedule, Dom? I, non-conference league <clears throat> strikes me a bit. It's definitely a little, I'm not trying to put it, I guess. Not not easy in any sense, but it's definitely a little bit more open variety. And mm-hmm. you kind of see that all the time when it comes to non-conference uh, schedules. It's kind of, you have that, you know, teams from all over the place that you wouldn't think you'd ever match up against um but i think it gives them a good taste of it's good for when you think and you look back at uh, march madness because you know you're going to be playing that's who you're playing is teams from out of conference so i think it's especially starting off with that i think it's a good kind of getting their feet wet allowing them to especially some of the teams you know they're not they might not be at the same level as Nevada, so it kind of gives them a chance to get their feet wet, get back into the groove of playing in a new season before they go on and start that Mountain West play in January. That's fair. I think, yeah, like, like, to your point, I like the fact that we have a variety of teams in our out-of-conference schedule. I like that a lot. But no disrespect to any of them. I'll, I'll say it. There's not much, like... I guess star power is how I would put it. Just because I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, we got, sorry, pardon that. We got games. We got Sacramento State, Washington, Pacific, Mm -hmm. two separate uh, universities, by the way. Portland, Montana, LMU, and uh, UC Davis, excuse me, before any tournament play. Mm -hmm. That's, I I don't, like I said, I don't mind having a warm-up. And I'm not saying this is going to be a warm-up in any way or form. No, right. Because, let's be real here, we lost Will Baker. Mm-hmm. I forget who else. But we lost someone else to the transfer portal, and I'm missing on his name. I'm so upset by that. I think we got like two or three people in the transfer portal, one of them being Will Baker. And another one being another guy who was high up on the um, basketball list. But we have a team. It's going to be a good team. I have a really good... Uh, it's going to be a team that performs really well, mm-hmm. I think. And, again, no disrespect to any of these teams or, or programs. But, like, just seeing, like, all these names and, like, truly sitting down and taking a peek. I could be dead wrong in saying that, any of this. But these these aren't the, I'm not saying we have to face, like, the Kansas, the Duke, the, you know, the Notre Dame. We don't have to face any of those, like, named schools. But it is a little bit on the lighter side of schedules, to say the least. But, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get punked. Knock on wood that we don't. But, like, you know, yeah, who knows? And then the conference schedule, what about that? Do you want to take over at first? Because I like it. Of course, you know, I can just say whatever I want. And I love the fact that we're playing UNLV in our last home game again. Oh, yeah. I think 
anytime you get those kind of big rivalry games going to end the season and potentially, you know, that's your last taste of play before you potentially go into either the Mountain West tournament or if you are going into the NCAA tournament. But either way, and I'll have to double check on what exactly their record was in the conference last season. Um, But I know obviously down the stretch as we remember they struggled a lot going down the stretch and there was we weren't even sure if they were going to make the NCAA tournament and I think it came to a bit of a shock to some of us when they squeezed into the last four the first four the first four yeah and went on to play Arizona State so yeah I think the key is going to be finishing off the season strong you know you can't especially you know that right before that UNLV game you have Boise State and I know they're kind of projected as of so far to win the Mountain West tournament for basketball so it's you're gonna be you know it's that kind of dog days but not being in August you know but it's gonna be that end of the stretch you know they have to do a little bit better than they did last year when it came to kind of not crumbling but you could tell that they were they were playing cold basketball and going into a tournament that just isn't what they needed yeah and that's one thing that really ticked me off last year Uh It was just, uh, okay, just for clarification's sake, for anybody who doesn't know, they went 22-11 and overall last year. They were 12-6 and in conference, and they were 14-0 and before losing to UNLV in their last home game. Their last four games, and I I mentioned this on in the special episode of the Sage Bear Spotlight. Go check them out. Really sweet. You know, Patrick does a great job there. But... We lose to Wyoming by seven. Wyoming was like was one of the worst teams in the conference at that point. We lose to UNLV in overtime by two points. Okay, makes me really upset because we could have gone 15 and 0 at home, and that would have solidified a guaranteed spot in Mount, in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Fair. Then I'm like, okay, well Mountain West. Let's see what we could do there. You know, we're we're already on the bubble. If not, we're already out. We lose to San Jose State at home, which or not at home, excuse me, um, on in OT. Right. Again, making me super upset about that. I'm I'm. This is like reliving. Like, really bad memories at this point. And we're thinking, oh, they're out. There's no way they can make it. We've lost so much recently, two of them in OT. There's no way. And then we make the first four against Arizona State. And just to kind of give a little, like, anecdote, I guess. I was supposed to go to, like, a watch party with a bunch of my friends. And I was about 10-ish minutes late for, for, for reasons. I remember walking in. And seeing, like, the doom and gloom on all of my friends' faces at his home. And I was like, what's going on? What happened? What's going on? I look at the TV screen, and Arizona State's up by 15 or 20 points. Right. And I'm like, are you serious right now? They came out that explosive on us? Yep. So while our organization is obviously different now, we have a lot of new transfers. We have a lot of new recruits. They kind of get pushed together in that case. That's why I said they're both new. And we have a decent season ahead of us to say the least i just need to see them actually do it right i need to see them commit i need to see them fully like if they could beat i'm expecting them to beat their record this year like from last year i want to see them do really really good because they've proven that they can and i'm not gonna lie to you i'm kind of tired of seeing football just kind of be off kilter the entire season which again we're not talking about football this time we're talking about basketball but like I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing a very good, uh, uh, very good, a well-ran organization. And I mean, well-ran is like the, the the system is being ran well by the players. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but who knows? Maybe we'll 
we'll just kind of just like Titanic ourselves <laughs> off the and just lose four in a row again. Who knows? Knock on wood that it doesn't happen. But like, you know, this is gonna be called the knock on wood episode at this point. But yeah, honestly, I, I would almost say. I mean, I would love to see them at least match their win total from last year, if not surpass it. Um, we just have to see because from what I've seen, it seems like Nevada has lost more than they've gained. The last transfer that I heard of us getting, and which, from my understanding, was the only one we've gotten so far, was a Ford from Tulane. His name is Tylen Pope, um, and he's going to replace Darion Williams, who went to Texas Tech. That's who it was. Thank um, you. Yeah, and we because we lost Williams, we lost Trey Pettigrew to Bradley, and then we obviously lost Will Baker to LSU. So it's where I wouldn't say we're hurting, but it's definitely it's going to be a new look. You know, I mean, the starting five, it's, you know, outside of Blackshear, Lucas and Coleman, um, it kind of gets it's just going to rely on depth, really, mm-hmm. that power forward and center position. I mean, KJ Himes, he's going to most likely be the starter for at center for Nevada. Um, and then, like I said, Tylen uh, Pope, who we had just gotten from the transfer portal, he is probably going to get a lot of reps from that power forward position. But overall, I just think that with with that loss, more like I said, more loss than gain. And I would love to see, but at the same time, I think that there isn't too much of a reason to why they can't at least match it because now they're going in with a lot of experience from their players. I mean, Himes is a six-year senior. Blackshear and Lucas are fifth year seniors coleman's a fourth year senior you know so they have a lot of experience when it comes to all that compared to last year when there was a bit more not inexperienced but a more variety of ages and classes so i think either way coach alford's gonna have and i know he's mentioned before during as practices are starting to warm up you know he that's what he sees is a lot of depth that he thinks they're one of the best all-around football or basketball teams excuse me so i definitely think it they're in a good i would hope they're in a good spot um but like i said it's gonna really rely on that depth especially since we've lost more than i think we've gained that's fair i don't know i'm optimistic basketball's always been fun for me i don't know why I'm hoping to go to my first home game this year. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I know it sounds weird. I'm a junior and haven't gone to a basketball right, game yeah. yet. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. going. I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to it. But moving on, we're going to talk about women's basketball. Our out-of-conference schedule starts on the 29th of October against Cal State East Bay, their exhibition. Or that's an exhibition game. Pardon. And then the rest of it goes Sacramento State, Long Beach State, Pepperdine, and Oregon. Then we play in the University of Denver Classic against South Alabama and Central Arkansas. That's to be determined, I guess. The rest of our out-of-conference goes San Diego. It just says San Diego, so I'm assuming San Diego University. UC Santa Barbara, Weber State, Cal, Santis Los State. Then we play in the Missouri State Tournament against Western Kentucky and BYU. And then we kind of fast-forward, not fast-forward, but we jump about a week and a half. And we start our conference play. We go against New Mexico State at Lawler on December 30th. Then it goes Boise State. Air Force, San Jose State, Utah State, Fresno State, Colorado State. Jesus, Lord Almighty. Uh, <laughs> I think I said Air Force State, which if I did, I apologize. It's Air Force. Uh, then we have UNLV on the 27th of January, so we kind of jump about a month. Then we see Utah State, Wyoming, Air Force, San Diego State, Boise State, 
Fresno State, UNLV at home on February 24th. I always like to point out the UNLV games because we are playing UNLV this week mm-hmm. on a lot of our sports, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Colorado State, New Mexico, and then we finish the season, uh, at least our regular season, on March 5th against San Jose State at home. So very much a back and forth. And, oh, my God, I didn't realize how many states, universities we have in our <laughs> conference. Yeah. I just sat there and I was like, state, state, state. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> But okay. They have a lot more to prove, I think. Right. I They obviously, like, I can pull up the record right now. Very simple and easy. And I believe they were 10-21 they were. last season. Yeah. And 6-12 and in conference, mm-hmm. which is, not to sound rude, that's abysmal compared to their previous season where they were 20-13 and 13 yeah. overall, 11-6 and six in conference. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and so it, was their, it was the team's fewest win since the 2015-16 season when they only won five games. Ouch. Um... So, it was definitely... It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. They lost their uh, Alyssa Jimenez. Um, She transferred out. So, um, and she was one of their top scorers from last season, even though it was abysmal. So, it's kind of how you said it's just the same thing getting on that rebound. I mean, from compared to last season, compared to the year after that, you know, it was a lot different. And I'm not exactly sure why the win total dramatically dropped. But yeah, I'm not sure if you have any overall thoughts about what they're looking at. But It's interesting because I'm scared. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I get a completely different vibe from the women's team than I do the men's. Right. Now, of course, we have new people. We have another fun roster that we're going to have to put together. You know, it hasn't been the same since... Uh, S.S. Smith, I believe, mm-hmm. left the program a couple yeah. years ago. So there's going to be some challenges. But I think that with our recruits, with our – I think we had like one or two transfers. I'm not fully certain. I have to relook at the um, – I know we had list. a couple graduate transfers. Um, graduate transfers. Yeah. Experience. Again, I think it goes into just like we have to see them play. Right. Because with men's basketball where we had that final four – or the, the excuse me, the first four mm-hmm. appearance – where we had, where we were, before, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I know, right? No, we're we're, we're not San Diego. Or, yeah, we're not San Diego State. I wish making the national championship. Dude, yeah, I would lose it. But I think at this, the end of the day, we have to kind of see where they are. Mm-hmm. We have to fully be like, okay, we give y'all like five games. We'll see how these new transfers come through. We see how your new recruits come through, and we build off of that. No, like I said, we it just like the men's. It's kind of like a mixed bag. We play Oregon which is a hell of a name, and we play BYU, and we play a bunch of just kind of mixed bag teams, Yeah. which, again, men's minus like maybe Old Dominion and TCU I saw on the uh, schedule, mm-hmm. which if you go to NevadaWolfpack.com and look under the men's and women's basketball, that's where we're getting our um, – that's where I'm at least getting the schedule, so look over there. Again, we just kind of have to see where they are and how they perform with the position that they're in because I think they were – I think they're projected like ninth uh, in the Mountain West poll uh, in women's basketball. I, I could be dead wrong. Let me uh, let me pull that one up real quick. Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, we need to see them fully commit things. We need to make sure that things roll a little bit more. Let me go to the Mountain West. Yeah, and I know because they're projected to finish eighth place, I believe, this season. Um, UNLV, UNLV is very good when it comes to women's basketball, as they were last year, and I know they're projected to be first place once again, so yeah, it's really about... Um, it's because Essence, Essence Smith is over there still, right? Or did mm-hmm. she graduate? Yeah, I believe so. 
Um, I'd have to double check that, I believe so. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I know, like, this is one of the few, like, women's basketball will be one of the few sports yeah. where I'm just, like, disregarding any rivalry. They're just good at women's basketball. Uh-huh. And, it, it, like, the coaching staff, the players they have over there, they're good. Yep. I give them the respect that they deserve, right? It's, but, yeah, so, like, I, I just hope to see that we out kind of outdo what our performances are supposed to be. Because I can't find it right now. I wish I could. But I saw something that we're, like, we're, yeah, we're definitely not of the higher ranking uh-huh. In terms of bas- uh, women's basketball, so I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I think there's a lot of opportunity that they have over there. There's a lot of growth that I could see them having, but we still have to see the results. Exactly. And again, I'm looking forward to going to games. Yeah, I, 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 Lawler has always been a fun place. At least from what I hear, I've never been to Lawler. Sadly, I know it's weird. I can tell you that. From whether it's you're going to the women's games or the men's games, they're both they have their own unique vibe to it, but they're both very fun to go to. I can tell you that the women's games, obviously, you know they're not selling out how the men's are, unfortunately. Exactly, um, yeah. But it's still because I I I tend to go to a lot of those, and honestly, it's kind of for that reason is you know it's not it feels nice to be able to go to a game. Um, and just kind of enjoy it and not be around all the people. And I'm not saying that in a bad way at all, but it's a, it's a very good experience, and especially, you know, certain nights, whether it's, you know, against UNLV or whether it's a senior night, you know, homecoming, whatever the case is, um, it's just really nice because you see the families a lot easier, you hear them a lot easier, so you kind of see... I feel like you just get more of that kind of personal experience when it comes to the women's games, and I really like that. And I went to a lot of them last year, and I plan on doing that again. And then same thing, you know, when it comes to the men's games, obviously, you know, it's just like how you would see it on TV. You know, it's jam-packed. You know, it's going to get loud in there, It's especially as the game gets late. If it's a close game, too. Exactly. And especially with a team coming off another NCAA bid and hopes for another one this year, hopefully. Not to mention the stadium news, too, so everyone's going to get Exactly, yeah, so everyone's going to start coming in. But either way, let's go to both, for sure. Um, They're both going to give you a good, unique experience. But, yeah, that's what I've noticed from my experience going there. So for those who haven't, like you said, you haven't yet. I know, it's it's a crime. (laughs) But it's a good thing to go to. Yeah, and sporting events are just fun to go to. But I think, especially knowing, like, Lawler and the history of it and what it means to the university. Yeah. Of course, like I said, the news of the stadium kind of hinders the, the men's perspective a little bit. I don't know. Just like Lawler just seems like a very, very fun place to yeah. go watch basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, like, like I said, keep on saying it. I'm just going to kind of rehash it again. I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing games in person this year. Oh, yeah. This is going to be – our winter season typically tends to be our best season anyway. Uh-huh. Like disregarding any sport – like just like, disregarding like those two sports, our winter sports are pretty good. Yeah. So – I think and there's no, like no flag to fall or spring, but I I very much enjoy like that late October mm-hmm. to early March yep. time frame of ah oh, yes we hear sports and we like we're actually placing really well in no, these exactly. things. No, exactly. Yeah, you kind of get recognized. Exactly, and again, spring is spring is pretty good. Fall fall tries. <laughs> I, I love fall fall sports. I love you. I hope you're doing really good. I know golf is, but like you know, hope you all are doing really good. But it's. Winter and spring are always gonna have my heart, and I'm. It, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Right. So, anyways, I think we're done here. Yeah. So, thank you everybody for watching yet. Uh, or not watching. Excuse me. Listening <laughs> to. Hopefully watching here soon. I'm not gonna lie. 
working on that part. But thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Pack. Uh, make sure to follow us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter. I keep on trying to get a tick. I keep on saying that we're going to get a TikTok. I'm <laughs> honest to God. I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. We're, we're working on it. But, uh, yeah, follow us on our socials. Uh, we'll be active on those here soon enough. And, yeah, I think that's about it. So my name is Derek Raritan, your host for the episode. With me again is Dominic. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, of course. Have a good one, y'all. Have a good one, everybody. Take care.